And we're back, Stripe Show Podcast. On a Monday, I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. So much to get to here on a Monday as golf is cruising here through the sunshine state. The sunshine has been out, folks. The weather has been absolutely beautiful here in Florida. The third leg of the Florida swing is upon us on a Monday as we start the week here. Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. TPC Sawgrass just over the intercoastal from me right now. The weather doesn't look as good this week as we've seen on the PGA Tour. Really, pretty much all of the 2022 calendar year, the weather very nice down in Orlando last week. However, the wind was blowing. There were some firm conditions. The rough was up. And by God, folks, the golf course pushed back. God forbid the golf course pushed back one week on the PGA Tour and minus five wins a golf tournament. Scotty Scheffler gets his second win on the PGA Tour. We're going to be talking about Scotty Scheffler and his game. I'm looking to get Randy Smith, his coach, back on the podcast. I was, wasn't able to get it done last week. That was on me. That was my bad. But I'm looking to get Randy back on the podcast this week. Scotty Scheffler's longtime coach. Can't wait to ask him some questions. One of the things that's been really impressive to me has been the the surgence of Scotty Scheffler's iron game. We know he is a great driver of the golf ball. We know a short game is solid. We know he's going to have his good putting weeks. The question that I have had, and I've stated it a couple of times here on the podcast, is Scotty Scheffler an elite iron player? That's the question. And if he is, like we saw at Bay Hill, plus eight strokes game. Like he has been three of his last four tournaments, as I've mentioned, two of those wins, one in Phoenix and now another in Orlando. If Scotty Scheffler is an elite iron player, look out. This dude is going to win a ton. No one's surprised. No one's surprised that he won in Phoenix. Maybe a little surprised here with the win at Bay Hill, especially considering the conditions. Uh, But the guy showed a lot of toughness. He showed a lot of grit. He showed a lot of patience and he hung around and he won a golf tournament really without hitting his best weapon, his driver, like he usually does. He actually lost just under under a stroke with the big stick off of the tee. It was his iron game. That was his stellar performance, short game, solid putting solid win. Number two, Scotty Scheffler. He's in the field. This week, as 48 of the top 50 in the official world rankings are $20 million purse at TPC Sawgrass, the Players Championship. We'll be breaking all of that down on a Tuesday tomorrow with Brandon Guptill, who's been on a heater. Uh, We'll be giving you our picks as we look ahead. I hit a number of top 20s last week at the Arnold Palmer uh, invitational, but as you probably listened on Tuesday, I did have Will Zalatoris who shot 44 on the front nine on Sunday, which leads me to our top segment here, the golf course and how it played at the 2022 Arnold Palmer invitational. It is interesting when you watch a tournament like Bay Hill, and what it really has become over 
the last three seasons, uh, the golf course has really gotten difficult. You, you can see the identity that they're trying to create. I think Arnie, as he worked on Bay Hill when he was alive, kind of envisioned that golf course being kind of a U.S. Open type of venue. And you can see since Arnie has passed, they have been carrying out a bit of a vision here, which is to really test these guys in all facets of the game. A U.S. Open type or an old school, I should say, U.S. Open type of golf broke out over the weekend as we've seen it over the last three years. Now, for me, when I watch that and I watch players holding on per se, as they play the final round, I don't mind it. You know, I don't mind this brand of golf every once in a while, just like I don't mind in the NFL, there's going to be games towards the end of the season that are going to be played in the rain that are going to be played in the snow, really difficult conditions where most of the season, maybe it's indoors. The sun is out, no wind. There's different conditions. It's an outdoor sport. That's what golf is. There's different venues all across the country. Why not have a variety of golf? But in today's era, and I think in today's climate in the world, when you see a golf course like that push back and it starts to kind of hover the line of let's call fair, as some of the players talked about afterwards, it was borderline. Uh, It's uncomfortable. Right. And it's easy to complain about that, as many do course setup wise, week in and week out. There's a lot of people on Twitter. I don't think it really matters how they set the course up. They're going to bitch about it. And certainly when minus five wins the tournament, it opens the door for people to bitch about it. And it opens the door for them to kind of soapbox and hop on the back of players because we know PGA Tour players, most of them are probably not going to agree with that. They don't like shooting 44 Wills Altors on the front nine. They don't like shooting 78, 81. They don't like those things. That doesn't feel good. That hurts the ego. And I understand that. And I'm, and I'm sensitive to that. But at the same time, when you play a 72-hole event every single week on the PGA Tour, do you really want to watch a birdie fest every single week? Do you want to watch the same type of golf Every single week. Is it expected in the NFL that it's going to be 77 degrees and the sun is out with a five mile per hour breeze every single Sunday? No. Things change. Different golf courses. The course needs to play differently, different types of tests. And finally, a golf course pushes back. God forbid. We push back a bit here in Florida at the Honda and the API API with a little bit of rough. Oh, I'm sorry. You have to hit the fairway. And when you don't hit the fairway and it goes in the rough and the rough was very long, albeit at Bay Hill, you might not be able to get to the green. In fact, you might need to wedge it out and play for a third into the green to save par. That's okay. That's a different brand of golf than just blasting it in Hawaii, 81 degrees, nice little drink with an umbrella in it, no rough, go find it and wedge it onto the green. Or most of the time, soft conditions as we see it, what's the number 174 and we play it to 174. I don't mind that golf either. I like that. But I don't mind also going into a green where you have to play it short and run it up. The ball's bouncing. 
There's a different type of variable involved. Balls running through the greens, tough short game shots. You can't be aggressive into greens. I don't know about you, but I just sat there and I watched some of these pins and the shot tracer. And I'm like, man, these guys are taking aggressive lines. I didn't care for the pin too much on 17 back right. I would have tried to probably move that more over to the left and let players kind of run it back there. If there was one pin that felt perhaps a bit unfair, it was 17. I didn't like that back right pin. You could see Horschel hit a good shot in there and it didn't hold it and run it to the bat. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with one that maybe crosses the line. I'm okay with a tournament that takes us up to that line and makes us feel uncomfortable. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with the player shooting a high number once in a while? Here are the winning scores on the PGA Tour in the 2021-22 season to this point. Going back to the beginning in the fall at the Fortnite Championship. Minus 19. Minus 22. 24. 25. 15. 15. Of course, all of those under par. Now, we flip to January. Off to Hawaii we go. Minus 34. Minus 23. Minus 23. 15 under, 19 under, 16, 19. We come to Florida. How you doing? Minus 10 at the Honda. Minus 5 at the API. Premium on accuracy. Got to hit the fairway. The wind's blowing. Some firm conditions. There's some variability there. Sometimes the course is going to kind of tell you what shot to hit rather than give you options. That's okay. That's okay. It's a different brand of golf. And I don't mind to see it once in a while. But yet, we see it in today's climate. We push back. I don't like to see these players. All this carnage coming in. Why? If there's anything that's relatable in PGA Tour golf to the average handicap, it's the API. They shot 79. They're shooting the low 80s. That should make you feel good. Rory McIlroy had a lot to say uh, about the course setup. And, you know, look, Rory is someone who I absolutely love. I love Rory. He's one of my favorite golfers today, and he's one of my favorite golfers ever. I've been on this earth for 44 years, and I would put Rory McIlroy in my top two for sure as my favorite players in this game. I love watching him play. I love listening to him talk. But after Sunday's round, he had a lot to say, and he was frustrated. And he should be frustrated because Rory, I think, when you look at how he's played at Bay Hill on Sunday, the last three years, he shot 76 on Sunday. And it's not just Bay Hill that he struggles on Sunday. Go look at his scoring average. His scoring average is early in the tournaments, 68, 69. <sighs> Saturday, I think there's been a year or two, 68. And then he gets to Sunday and it, it's up into the 70s. It's not just Bay Hill. We saw it back at the DP World Tour Championship in November where he bogeys three of the last four to lose that tournament, a complete meltdown. He was so frustrated, he ripped his shirt. On Sunday, we're watching him. On Saturday, we're watching him. And if you really pay close attention, you're just seeing silly bogeys. You're seeing someone from 15 feet putting it, then eight feet by. You're seeing these mental lapses. 
you're seeing a loss in focus and intensity, things that we've been seeing for quite some time now uh, with Rory McIlroy. This week, he shoots 65-72. He's right there. He's bombing his driver. His putter is working. And he goes 76-76 on the weekend. We've been seeing this. Go back to 2021. He opens up the API with a 66-71. He's right there on the weekend. 72-76. 72-76. Back in 2019, he opens up with another 66. Then he goes 73. He's right there on the weekend. 73-76. Rory pushes back. He doesn't like what's happening here with the course setup. The reason he doesn't like it is because Rory really doesn't like difficult golf courses. Rory doesn't like when courses push back. You know, he's he's that kind of, I don't know, And maybe this is a bit too harsh, but he's kind of more of the fair weather golfer. You look at his wins, they're all well into the mid-teens, low 20s. Rory McIlroy is one of the best players to ever play the game. This is not a shot at his skill set. It's just a reality that when you look at Rory, I think you have to put his comments into context, which is that he doesn't like when things get bumpy. He doesn't like when he gets knocked down once or twice. He's not that golfer or that fighter to use an analogy that's going to be knocked down a couple of times, get back up and grind, show patience all the way to the end and win one in single digits. In fact, Rory has never won a tournament in single digits. He's won one tournament at 10 under par, which was last year in Charlotte. That's when he was 10 under. But when you go back and you look at Rory's major championships wins, you know, none of them are grinded out in the single digits. None of them. They're all well up into the teens. A lot of tournaments in the low 20s. He likes those, you know, look, give me some length. Yeah, okay, a little bit of rough. Softer conditions. Off we go. Rory's a genius golfer. One of my favorite golfers. I love watching him. One of the best players that I've ever seen. He is a player that in this industry where I can get tickets to about any tournament, I would pay to go watch Rory McIlroy play golf. I would. But in this particular example, it's tough to defend him. It really is. It's tough to defend him here because he's not a player that is going to win these kinds of tournaments. Rory's not a grinder. I wouldn't say Rory's going to win tough tournaments. Tiger, yes. Tiger, you go back, he's won 82 events. 17 of them, he won of a score of minus 10 or higher, I should say. Higher meaning minus 9, minus 8, minus 7, minus 6 on the way down. So Tiger, yeah. You think of Tiger, you think of all those skill sets that Rory has, and he's going to win those, you know, in the high teens and the low 20s. But he's going to win the grind, too. He's going to grind it out on one leg and win a U.S. Open. Is Rory? I don't think so. I don't think so. In fact, after the press conference, Rory had a couple things to say. Quote, the weekend, it's like crazy golf. You don't just get rewarded for good shots. And he admitted that he's venting. He's frustrated. He admits all this. But he makes the comment that you don't get rewarded for good shots. And he kind of talked about, and I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, he talked about how your bad shots are are getting too penalized. And then he kind of backed up. Well, it's okay to be penalized on a back shot, but when you hit a good shot, they need to be rewarded. Well, I don't know if you saw on Sunday, Rory 
broke his wedge. He missed a green. He was over on the left side. The pin was over on the right. He had plenty of green to work with, plenty of green. In fact, I think he was pitching back into the wind a bit, hits it, carries it way too far, rolls over the green. He snaps his wedge. Was that unfair? No, he had plenty of green to work with. It's just frustration. He doesn't like that kind of golf. It's pushing back. He continues on in his press conference, quote, sort of the way the conditions are, it makes you feel as if you're not playing as good as you are. I'm hitting good shots. I'm swinging the club well. I'm chipping well. I'm putting well. But it can knock your confidence whenever the conditions are like this. Come on, Rory. Really? (laughs) I mean, you know, it's like, I I hate to say it, but, you know, look, sometimes like golf is, it's a little unfair. Life can be a little unfair. I mean, this is the kind of statement that you would expect from someone who's never won a tournament having to grind it out into the single digits. This is that kind of comment that you would hear. Now, I don't deny the fact that the course was all the way pushed up to the line. I don't deny that. There were some players like Billy Horschel that said it was fair. There were others that alluded to that it was unfair, right? I think Gary Woodland perhaps was kind of more that way. Rory was, although Woodland was right there. Just knock it out of the bunker on 17. So there were some players on both sides of this, but when you read this quote and you read this paragraph, it just kind of puts it all in perspective, doesn't it? I'm playing good. I'm hitting good shots, but I'm not being rewarded. And when I'm not rewarded, you know, what do you do? Do you fight back? Do you grind? You have that mental toughness to win 17 events like Tiger did, minus 10 or better? Or do you just wait another week? And I think Rory just waits another week. Rory is a brilliant player. I mean, brilliant player. And some of you are going to listen to this and you can say, gosh, why Rory? It's just a reality. You have to kind of, you know, look, this is the storyline. One of the big storylines coming out of Bay Hill. And I think you have to be willing to look at Rory for both sides. Again, Rory, first-class citizen, world-class player. But I think in this situation, I think the criticism is valid. His record certainly stands for it. All right, so let's finish up here with a little Scotty Scheffler talks. This is impressive stuff, folks, what we're seeing from Scotty. I am working right now to get uh, Randy Smith back on the podcast this week. I'm really, really interested to learn what's happening here with Scotty's iron play. I've said a couple times on the podcast, I think I said it on Tuesday, of all of the favorites heading into this week, I, I thought Scotty was the best player. And he, and he turned out to be not only the best player, but the, the most mentally tough player in this field that had a chance to win. Right. I mean, he just, he grinded things out and I, and I, and I want to give credit to Billy Horschel as well. After a very difficult start, he fought back. He fought back and almost got into a playoff with Scotty. That's the kind of fight and the grind that I think Arnie would have been right there 
with a handshake, a firm handshake with eye to eye contact in respect. But you look at Scotty right now, you look at this iron game, you go back to the farmers where he finished 20th, positive 5.7. When he wins Phoenix, he loses negative 1.6. He was dominant with the driver and the putter. But then he comes back at the Genesis and it's positive 5.7. Now, this week, he's positive 8.1, which ties a personal best, which you have to go back to 2019 at the Greenbrier, where he was positive 8.1. So this is three of four weeks where this iron game is exceptional. And as I've talked about on the podcast, my question with Scotty Scheffler is we know that he is a dominant driver of the ball. This dude can chew you up with his driver. He's long, he's accurate, although he didn't drive it that great this week. He actually lost just under a stroke off of the tee. We know his short game is very solid and we know he's going to have his good putting weeks just as he did in Phoenix, positive 6.5. He putted good this week as well. But the question is, is, was, is, is Scotty Scheffler an elite iron player? That's my question. And let me tell you something. If Scotty Scheffler is an elite iron player, we are looking at a Hall of Fame talent. If he is an elite iron player, we are looking at a Hall of Fame type of talent. Scotty Scheffler, we know, is talented. No one's surprised that he's clipped off a win in Phoenix. Now he goes two and three starts. Okay, that's heady stuff. But I, I think now, for me, this kind of win with Scotty, right? Like in Phoenix, more birdies, as I talked about, as it has been on the PGA Tour but now you go into this tough test, you get knocked around a little bit and you show the mental fortitude to win a tournament like this at minus five, a completely different type of golf course that is Bay Hill versus TPC Scottsdale. This is heady stuff, folks. This is heady stuff that you can win in different types of style and demonstrate now an elite iron game. And if Scotty Scheffler can keep this elite iron game. My goodness, you are looking at a superstar in the making on the PGA Tour. Randy Smith, hoping to get him back on Thursday. Brandon Guptill joining me tomorrow. TPC Sawgrass is here, folks. Players Championship. Weather is going to be a little iffy. You're probably going to see a little rain for the first time on the PGA Tour at some point this week, but the sun will be out as well. The golf course looks absolutely spectacular. And let's hope for all of you out there that are a little bit sensitive that we get back to light rough and the greens are soft and everything is perfectly fair. A plus B equals C and we get back to this uh, utopia type of setup. All right, enough for me. On a Monday, thank you for being here. Stripe Show Podcast. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to uh, give me five stars. Leave a comment. Even if you don't agree, leave me a comment. Tell me, Travis, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. Be nice. It's Players Championship, folks. Big, big week. I'm heading to my new studio. Kicking it off on Friday with a fun event here in Ponte Vedra. More to come. Thank you for being here.